0: Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, where overwhelmed millennials find clarity and confidence to live a more authentic life. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode eight. I believe it's eight, yes, eight of the Be Your Own Badass podcast. I am Sarah and I am so happy that you decided to join. Today has been a pretty chill week, still busy as usual, but overall been kind of calming down, getting back in the swing of things, of creating things regularly after the launch a few weeks ago. As I mentioned in the last episode, things were pretty hectic in my life, but I mean, now we're going into the holidays, so it's gonna be a different kind of hectic. (laughs) It's all something, you know, holidays are holidays, you just kind of deal with it, not anything new for the most part. But I'm really excited because next week, my boyfriend and I are taking an extra day off from work to kind of break up the drive I have to go to my p- my family's place. And we have an Airbnb in this little tree house, which is adorable. And I'm so excited that it was actually pretty affordable. It wasn't as much as I thought that it would be. But then again, it is during a weekday. So who knows? It was just a solid deal. (laughs) Throughout all of this and throughout my experience with my launch, for those of you who aren't familiar with what was going on a few weeks ago to almost a month ago already, Jesus, I launched the Kickstart Your Life Academy. It's my signature course and program to help people find clarity and confidence and in order to kind of like reconnect with what they are passionate about and discover what they want and then build a foundation to be able to move forward and start achieving those newfound goals based off of the purpose that they discovered within themselves. And that was the, to be honest, my first full launch that I had done with it. I had done a beta launch uh, previously. I've launched publication of my book. I'm awesome. Here's why. So I did kind of a launch with that, but I had never done like this full scale launch with, with a webinar and all of these emails and everything. And to be transparent, it was very difficult because I was dealing with so much personally. And then I also have a full-time job on top of all of this. So that was difficult, and I learned so much throughout that process, and I decided to take some time to share with you what I learned and something that I've learned over time while balancing a full-time job along with a side hustle and a social life and everything else that comes with trying to have that elusive work-life balance. And so today's episode, I want to dedicate to teach you the three steps that I've learned to help you find motivation without feeling burnt out. Because when I was in the middle of all this chaos that was going on in my life, I realized I was like, okay, I need to keep going. I don't really have much wiggle room because I need to hit this goal of this date to open the doors to this program. But I have all these other things coming up unexpectedly. So I could adjust, but I had already adjusted the date. I was like, okay, I need to keep going. I know the motivation is there, I'm just kind of tired, but I can't take too much time to recuperate because, you know, there are just sometimes those moments, whether you're currently in school, you're at work, and you have a certain deadline that you need to hit, and you can't take like a week off because the deadline is the deadline. Like, unfortunately, you have to kind of push through, you give that extra oomph before you can kind of recollect yourself and everything like that this is what our situation I was in. And then I learned, okay, this is what I need to do in order to keep going. And it worked and I made it. And I really like, I did need to take one day off, but I didn't even take it off. I literally still worked on my launch and my business. So I didn't, I don't consider that a day off throughout all of this, but the three things that I discovered and I used Throughout this whole process to stay motivated without experiencing burnout is what I'm going to share with you today. To give more concrete details about how I was feeling, I wanted to see if you've ever felt like this. You just completely stressed, swamped with responsibilities, but little wiggle room to take time off. That period of time gave me flashbacks to life in college because working myself to the bone, studying for exams, writing an essay, or working on a group project, all while working at the same time. I had a part-time job that I worked on most weekends, plus attempting to have a social life. Girl can dream, right? Like that was that was the dream in college and today, but of course in college. But when you have a hard deadline for an assignment in school, very, very rarely can you talk to your teacher to turn in an assignment on a later date. Like if we could do that all the time, school wouldn't be nearly as difficult like that's just not how it works during this other time in my life previously within the last month I did have more flexibility to adjust my own deadlines compared to when I was in school but a huge goal of mine this year was to keep the promises I make to myself because I read Rachel Hollis's popular book Girl Wash Your Face if you haven't read it and you're super interested in building a foundation of personal growth and you don't really know where to start when it comes to personal growth books Girl Wash Your Face is a pretty great book way and place to start and kind of give you the kick, kind of the reality check. She really puts you in your place and calls you out and I, it's pretty good. Um, so, But one thing that really stuck with me about that book was actually in the very first chapter, she discussed the issues with how easy it is to break our own promises because it's usually easy to break a promise to ourselves compared to the promises we keep with other people. And that's just not cool. That means you can't really rely on yourself if you keep saying, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it another time. Oh my gosh, this time I'm going to start working on this and then not follow through with it. Or tonight I'm going to make dinner. And then you keep getting takeout. It's so easy to break those promises for yourself because it's become a habit. While breaking promises to other people, you feel worse Because, you know, we naturally, most of us are people pleasers, or you naturally just want to be a good friend or a good loved one. And it is good practice to keep your promises. And it's usually, it's not something you just blow off. But we're so easy to blow off ourselves that I think that's just a big problem. And I realized I was doing that to myself for various, various things. And I've really tried to work hard to get better at that. And I think I've been doing pretty well it's been just few things here and there especially working out i really made it an effort to work out more regularly and i have developed more of that consistency and then working on my site but also paying attention to my energy to make sure i take care of myself but throughout all this what about when your promises to yourself become a lot to balance with what we already have with our busy schedules so We already are making these promises to other people. We have responsibilities with other people. What about we start adding on promises to ourselves that we used to blow off and then it becomes too much? Like, what do you do? Because after all, that's why we put off our own deadlines, right? There's too much going on. It's too hard. It'll take too long to figure out, blah, blah, blah. The reality is, we can keep our promises to ourselves, we just have to change our approach and our mindset when it comes to working towards our goals. Continuing to work towards your goals while balancing a busy schedule, feeling unmotivated, and avoiding burnout isn't easy, but it's not impossible. Like, I know it's difficult, but it is possible. In fact, I discovered some helpful tips that can help you get out of your rut and back in the saddle to conquering your upcoming deadlines. If you're feeling like this now, or you're worried about this happening in the future, let's use these three steps that I learned to be able to take on those deadlines head on without burning out. Step one, tap into your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you going through all of this effort to accomplish these deadlines? Think back to when you first started and set your goals. Once you remember the driving force behind why you're moving forward with your goals, tap into that initial inspiration that you felt when you first began. A very common example is trying to lose weight. A lot of times you're really gung-ho, you're really motivated in the very beginning. And sometimes a few weeks or even as early as a few days, you start kind of faltering and your motivation kind of falls through. And that's because you can't rely on inspiration and motivation to keep you going consistently, you need to put in the work to find that motivation to keep going and this is how you're going to do that. You're going to tap into the reason why you started in the first place. And if you don't remember or you never really made that decision, it's time to make that decision and time to pinpoint that. So if you're not sure why you started working towards a goal and you're starting to feel burnt out and unmotivated, then really sit down and write down the exact reason why you started in the first place. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you putting yourself through all of this stress and all of this work if you don't have a reason? If you don't have a reason, how do you expect to keep going? So keeping this in mind, keeping this why and motivation in mind when things grow tough and motivation feels Less than inspiring is going to make a humongous difference moving forward for when you need to keep going because then you'll just be like, okay, you know what? This isn't really what I feel like doing right now, but this is why I'm doing it and I need to do this because of why I started. So tapping into that why is a huge deal. It's something that people talk about a lot with side hustles and blogs and weight loss and pretty much any big goal that you might be attaining because it's pretty tough to continue and stay continuous with what you're working on and with while trying to balance everything but remembering why you started will make a humongous difference to help you keep going number two identify what's causing your current feelings overall in this type of situation trust your gut what are the first three things that come to mind that might be causing you to feel overwhelmed or in a slump? For example, when I was thinking about this about a month or so ago, I was honest with myself and confessed that these three factors were causing me to feel unmotivated and uninspired. Number one, I was watching too much TV. I was using Netflix as a form of self-care, which honestly only goes so far to the point until you're just being self-detrimental because it, it can only give you so much relief. Netflix and watching a lot of TV isn't necessarily the healthiest form of self-care when you're prolonging it and you're using it to procrastinate. That's not self-care. That's just avoiding what you need to do. <laughs> so I was watching way too much TV. I think I was binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something like that, but I was just constantly watching TV because I was just always tired from work, life, everything that was happening, but I was using it as a kind of coping mechanism to put off what I needed to do and not have to think. And it was, and at the end of the day, it was causing more harm than good. And it was kind of just making my brain mush. And so I wasn't stimulated and inspired enough to actually be productive the second reason why I was feeling that way, uninspired and unmotivated was because I was dealing with a lot at my nine to five. I had to travel for work at kind of sort of last minute and the flights were long and just I had a lot of projects going on. It was just there was a lot just Throughout the day, a lot going on. So that, of course, the stress or having to manage so many things throughout those eight hours of work, it just takes a toll. It was taking a toll on me that week. And then number three of the reason why I was feeling that way was fear. Yeah, that's right. Fear was definitely one of the first things that came to mind when I was reflecting on what was impacting the way I was feeling. This is because, again, being transparent, I was terrified to launch Kickstart Your Life Academy. I feel like I'm very good at putting up this image that I have everything together. And then when I tell people all of the things that I'm working on on the side, like behind the scenes and everything that's going on in my head, which isn't necessarily anxiety or anything as much anymore used to be, but just literally just the day-to-day of everything that I'm balancing, people were just like, oh my God, what? (laughs) And I'm not trying to like brag. This is literally just how it is. Like even my boyfriend sometimes says, you just put up this persona that you have everything under control. And I can guarantee you, I am not everything is under control. I was terrified. And Of course, all things that are good and causing growth and causing you to grow come from outside of your comfort zone and growth is terrifying. Doing new things is terrifying. Putting yourself out there, putting this course that I poured a lot of my time and energy and love into and bringing in all of my sales experience from work and marketing experience into promoting this new product, it was my highest cost product that i had put out i was even offering one-on-one coaching opportunities for the very first time which is another f- terrifying thing all up in itself but i was scared and so of course fear wants to try and put you into place and say oh no you can't do this no what if this happens what if that happens what if no one buys what if no one cares what if someone says oh my god this is too expensive what if i can't market correctly what if everything i've been working on in my professional life isn't going to help with promoting my stuff and for my blog. Everything was coming to mind. But once I realized this and I kind of called it out within myself, I changed my habits to watch TV with more intention. Usually would only watch for breaks rather than hours upon hours of episodes. So now I kind of try and focus on watching shows just during my lunch hour at work, which works out because most of the shows I watch are about 40 minutes long. So it works out. I don't normally come home and watch TV right away, and if I do, it's only while I'm eating dinner, and I try not to extend past like one episode of something. I rarely watch movies on my own. I usually watch them with my boyfriend, so that's different. So these episodes are either 20 to 40 minutes long, so just one, and then I try to focus on other things, whether it's working out, being productive, working on my business, or reading, anything like that. And I really made an effort to pay attention to my thought patterns. I was able to identify when my thoughts were coming from a place of fear rather than confidence. And I started to trust that I can accomplish these big goals that I'm tackling for the first time. Because once you start recognizing what your inner voice is telling you or what your ego is trying to keep you from or that fear is trying to tell you, then you can really address it and change the narrative. You can say, "Yes, this is scary, but I can at least try." Like, "Yes, there is the opportunity that no one will buy this, but I can always use that as a learning experience to do better next time or market differently next time or just do more research to get to know my audience." It just changes the dialogue and it makes it not nearly as scary because at the end of the day, yeah, it's it would suck if this just Completely flopped. No one gave a crap. And it applies to anything. Like, what if you put all of your effort into getting a promotion at work and your review comes around and it doesn't work out and you don't get it? Like, what do you do? Well, you keep going and you try next time or you try and look for other opportunities. That's at the end of the day, that's it. <laughs> you got to just deal with it. And so once you address those factors, then you can change that narrative and start building confidence off of it instead of the opposite, instead of doubt. Yes, that voice will still be there, but you can at least acknowledge it and be like, hey, I, I recognize what you're trying to do, but I can handle it. Thank you. Actually, one of my favorite books, Playing Big by Tara Moore, I highly recommend her book. She addresses this right away in the first chapter about your inner critic, and she makes it a very important factor and important point to not combat your inner voice, like your fear and self-doubt, in a negative, harsh way. You don't want to try and completely silence it, completely get rid of it, because at the end of the day, it's not going to completely go away. That's literally impossible. There is not one person out there that doesn't have an inner critic every once in a while popping up, trying to say, hey, don't do that. That's terrifying. I'm scared. You can't do it. Anything like that. Instead, you can acknowledge it, call it out for what it is and then say I'm gonna just do my own thing because I know I can. So just acknowledging what your inner critic is trying to keep you from and telling yourself all the opportunities that can come from it if you do end up with those situations coming true and knowing it's going to be okay. It really makes a difference to keep you from burning out and finding that motivation again. Number three something I always preach, so this won't be a surprise if you've been with me for a bit, squeeze in small moments of self-care. So when you're in a bind for time, you won't always be able to take a day off for your mental health, which is something I always encourage, of course, but in these moments, instead, find small windows of time to be able to squeeze in even 10 minutes of self-care. So this can be something as simple as a 10-minute meditation. So one app, if you if you enjoy meditating or would like to try that I really like that you can categorize by time for guided meditations or category is insight timer. You can even try a 15 minute stress relief yoga session from yoga with Adrian or any other yoga platform that you'd like to use just really quick at home in your room. Don't have to go anywhere easy or even a five minute brain dump journaling exercise. Literally take out a piece of paper or start typing out on your computer everything that's going on in your head, because you're most likely stressed, right? So write it all out. Get it all out there. Once it's in front of you, you should feel that weight lift off of your shoulders and not feel quite as heavy from all of your responsibilities that you have going on. At the end of the day, even just taking a few moments to focus on your breathing and centering your thoughts every once in a while can make a world of a difference in the long run. I know the Apple Watch has the Breathe app. I don't have it turned on. To be honest, I've never used it. But I do know some people that use it and it, if you're not familiar with it, every hour or so you can set the time. It will remind you to take a moment to breathe and it'll basically guide you if you press start, it'll guide you through like five to seven to ten breaths or something like that. And that's it. It's literally like no more than 30 seconds where you sit and you breathe. It's just helping you remind you that to center yourself and that and that not get too overworked or stressed so being able to take advantage of that breathing opportunity to kind of be proactive about any stress that you might be experiencing throughout the day and now that i think about it i might actually turn that back on again because it's it's a good app (laughs) and i should probably be using it rather than waiting until you're fully burnt out to regain your motivation and energy pay attention to these three factors more regularly while you're working hard once again as a recap the three things that I recommend to keep you motivated without burning out are tap into your why. So remember why you started what you're doing in the first place. Identify what's causing your current feelings. So trust your gut and name the first three things that you think are making you feel uninspired, unmotivated, and just overall tired. And then number three, squeeze in small moments of self-care. So even 10 minutes a day doesn't have to be a whole day, a whole shebang, or it doesn't need to be an hour, just five to 10 minutes to yourself to kind of recenter and refresh. You'd be surprised about how just five minutes of your day with a quick mindset shift can make a world of a difference to help propel you forward and avoid feeling fully overwhelmed from your day-to-day responsibilities. And that is basically everything that I have for you in this episode. So If you guys have any questions, of course, my inbox is always open. I do plan on featuring questions that you send me on the podcast in mini episodes. This is still something that I would like to do, but I do need your questions first. So if you are here, please go to sarahcatherine.com. That's Sarah with no H, Catherine with a K. I actually just bought the domain that has no dash in my name because it went on sale out of nowhere. And I am so excited. So you don't have to put the dash in anymore. I've set up a redirect. It's the little things, guys. It is the little things. But anyway, remember, there's no H in my name. That's just the biggest thing, really. (laughs) So sarahcatherine.com slash badass question. Just submit your question there. If you'd like to be anonymous, you can totally be anonymous. But if you also would like, you can submit an audio file and I can put your audio file on the podcast. You'll be featured and I can answer your question because the odds are what you would like to know also is something other people would like to know. So please go to, again, sarahcatherine.com slash badass question to submit a question and I will create a mini episode completely centered around it. Another thing I'd like to say is the three-step blueprint to kickstart your life. That is my free blueprint to help you rediscover your purpose. And it's kind of a very mini workbook version of the kickstart your life academy that I offer for free on my website. Literally, you can go to the homepage and it's like the first thing there. I plan on revamping that for the new year and really kind of make it an even more detailed and more powerful if you would like the current version please go to my website and download it on the many forums that are on there but also if you'd like anything in particular you'd like any freebies for the new year i'm currently doing a lot of research to make sure that you guys get what you need come 2020 as we close this year and as we kickstart the new one you know everyone has their new goals Start thinking of your resolutions, and I'd love to see if I can help you in any way. Actually follow through with those goals and make 2020 the best year yet for you. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarah catherine.com slash badass question to learn how you can be featured on air and how I can give you direct advice in a future episode. Until next time.